Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. And another exciting week of uh, being out of work. I had an interview. Oh, yeah. tell us about that. Uh, I don't know. I never know what I'm doing. You just sit there and you just chat and you're like, I think that went all right. Yeah. What What is it? What is it for? Like a multicam. Oh, okay. Kids show, pilot, and series. Nice. Pilots like uh, it was pilot, and then going into a second season of, of the a... show they're doing. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. the the AP is not coming back. So those people that are doing that show are doing the pilot that will then go back to the second season. That sweet gig that back in the day where you would do a show, do the, the pilot, pilot with the line and producer, go back. come yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, I don't. You just talk. You're like, I guess, because half the time it's more of a more of a get along personality test. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not so much about you're not they're not quizzing you. It's like, so what would you do at color correction? Oh, hold on, I know right? This. You know, they're not giving you test, right? You know, yeah. I think a lot of times and I was talking about this uh, in the office this week that no one in this business knows how to interview. No, I mean it's just like it's like oh we got to interview some people and you know you just find out. Maybe that day, or you remember that day, like, oh, we got Robert coming in. Sure. Uh, uh, do you want to be in on it? Sure. You come in, and they go, I don't know, we want to ask them. And it just sort of bounce back and forth if it's a couple people, but if it's just one person, it's just like, I just want to make sure this person is not like a psycho, basically. Right. You know, yeah. can I get along with him? Will he or she get along with producers? Right. Um, and I don't know much about posts, so I'll just ask a bunch of dumb post questions if yeah. there are any, and that's it, I guess. Yeah. Just to see who, whose personality came across in the interview, but not really quiz like you said, quizzing you on yeah. what you would do in certain situations. They pulled up a couple old format tapes. Name each one right. of the tapes. It's like, oh, geez, I, I, would, I was gonna. I sort of love that that sort of interview where it's just like post technically, you know, it's technical driven, where it's yeah. like name this format from yeah. from long ago it's yeah. like but we don't even use those yeah but you should know this it's history yeah three quarter yeah. how do you what do you know about three quarter i don't know i have one in my storage i'm not sure if i'll ever be able to look at it ever <laughs> again uh yeah i don't know I, I think you just sort of chat and hope for the best yeah and so you felt you felt it went well or? well it's weird the line producer is an old assistant coordinator i worked with 20 years ago really yeah no way yeah it was kind of weird because I haven't seen him since the mid-2000s. We just ran into each other somewhere. He now is a line producer. Look at that. It's just weird. It's weird. You yeah. know? And just to sit there thinking, oh, we'll work together again if it to work out or something. I don't know. It's uh, So that's the only thing I have really going is I know him. Mm-hmm. But uh, like when I pass resumes on, I pass along a resume of a guy I worked with um, on the show that shall not be named that we worked on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once again, I always preface it's like, look, I'm recommending him, but I also haven't worked with him. So it's that thing of like, I don't know gotcha. how it works now. Gotcha. And also, too, uh, working with, uh, if I got this job, we'd be working in such a different dynamic. He was the assistant coordinator. I was just a PA. So mm. it's such <clears> a different <throat> path, you know. Gotcha. It's like his job responsibilities are so different now. Mine are completely different. All I can say is like, yeah, he did the runs I asked him to do 20 years ago. You right. Know, you know, it's such a weird... Is he, he can't sit there and it's like, if someone asked him, what'd you think? Would you work with him again? Well, yeah, it was 20 years ago. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. You know, and I've kept working, so. Was this an assistant post coordinator no. or assistant production, production coordinator? Okay, so that's what I thought. he was like my boss there, just like, yeah. hey, I need you to go pick up wardrobe and yeah, yeah. drop this off back in the day where you had to take 
every piece of paper everywhere. Right. You know, drop off these, you know, revision page. Oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going to be on the road for six hours to drop off a page. A page that, you know, at certain times that they would also get emailed, like, five hours earlier. And you go, oh, and then they just throw that page in the trash. I would say, too, this is early email. And this was a 90... Oh, oh definitely early. Then. Oh, yeah, so it was 97, 98 season on the show we worked on. So there were email, and you probably got a couple lot updates, but it wasn't, hey, I'm attaching a script. Right. At that time, it's like, how do we even do that? It can only hold one page. Your inter- your email can only hold a page. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, this was a, not pre-internet. Internet existed, but it was pre work internet like what you used it for you might do some correspondence on it but it was never it's not what it is now where it's 99 percent right and that one percent when you have you dreadfully have to use your phone oh i have to call someone (laughs) no i feel like back then i feel like i was on the phone all the time in the office yeah yeah call them call them make sure they know this is coming make sure this is coming call to see if they're open call as now it's like are they open hold on yeah they're open yeah, I know. It's yeah, the phones used to be like off the hook, you know. No. It's like, oh my, now it's like quiet, you know. We, yeah, we need someone on phone. Oh, and that was actually funny because when I went to the interview, I was sitting in production, um, and that would be weird too because everyone's commingled. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't been on that in a while where it's like production, post, in one big office. I mean, that's you know, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the stage is right there. It's like, wow, I haven't done that's like old school. Yeah. But it was so funny. One of the PAs went to go do. Uh, the lunch run and then someone came out it's like oh hey so and so can you make sure you're on phones and I'm like who that's so <laughs> weird that person just came over with their laptop just sat there played on their I mean did whatever work he had to do look like he had some call sheets in his hands phone didn't ring no <laughs> I'm like does that it's like make sure you're on phones okay dust it off <laughs> I don't even know picks how it up you, every hour yeah. that's still working yeah. dial tone yeah. how do you use this to start pushing buttons I don't know what to do do I dial out do, is that a thing <laughs> imagine explaining that to like a PA now dialing out it's like oh dial 9 before you dial the the area code wait what so wait, do I do wait, dial 9 then 1 then the area wait like why yeah <laughs> Can I just look it yeah. up? Can I? Just can I just use my cell phone? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you call it. No, I'm just going to use yeah. my cell phone. I have a plan. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think when we worked together on that, I think I had a pager. Maybe. I might have had a pager at that point. Gotcha. Which, oddly enough, it's just like that seems so ridiculous. I know. Was this a pager that they they gave me? Okay. Oh, I didn't have my own. I wasn't okay. calling. I had my own pager and pay for a page plan. Although right. I, the other day, which I, I actually almost texted you, there was a guy with a iPhone 10 or mm-hmm. whatever and a pager. Really? Yeah, he was older. He was uh, late 50s, maybe. He was just, uh, it was like a pager and his iPhone. I'm like, all right, I, you must be a doctor, but would a doctor have a pager? Do they still do that? I feel like they still do that in the um, the movies. Like, Hold on. Yeah. And it's like, wouldn't he just call? I mean, yeah, I mean, I. I don't know. I think they still do, but it's like, why? Like, wouldn't you just call the cell phone? (laughs) And that's it. And then it's like, I have to know two numbers? Page them. All right. Did it go through? I I don't even know how that worked. Yeah. I remember you called the, you had to call the pager, and then you hit, can you just hit one? Or did you hit, I don't even remember how the pagers work. That's crazy. Wow. So it's like a pager, then you have to go find a phone to call back? Yeah, go find a phone. Hold on, it's important. They put nine one one on it. Yeah, so 
What do you need? Are you there yet? No, I'm 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 on the road. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, let me get back in my car. Get back on uh, La Cienega. All right, well, this is exciting. Uh, yeah. Bearing the lead right now after our uh, interview talk is we uh, actually are, yeah, from one interview talk to another, we actually have a guest. Our first guest um, is uh, so Bracky Live, uh, who has actually sat in on the show. And it's actually a, uh, I'll introduce her, uh, my wife, actually, Angela. Hi. Angela. Um, Happy to be here. Welcome. And Thank it's you. also a the lead in as a MacGuffin, as they would like to say, as this is now a Corey Stories episode. Nice. Our second episode of the Corey Stories. Uh the first one was when we saw him live. Oh, um, would be classic. Just just uh, I'm still trying to unpack that. I was actually really excited he had tweeted about uh going back on the road. And I was like, Oh, John and I oh, are there. I am so there. I'm he's, already there. But he's yeah. doing, but he's doing Comic Con like type of doing con tour. Oh, okay. So that's his version of being on the road. It's is, like I'm going oh. back on the road. I'm, I'm selling my photo again. So no live, no live show. shows. Oh. Well, I'm sure he puts on a show, <laughs> uh, but I don't think it's um, anything uh, as exciting as that. So you just have to pay fifty bucks to get a photo. When did you guys go see him? When was that? I was on the other show that name shall not be named. Mm -hmm. um, we were in production, so it was, was 2017. It was around October 2017. I was going to say October, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, where was that? That was at the Whiskey. Whiskey. Whiskey, Whiskey yeah. Go Go. He went on an hour and a half late. Yes. Right. Didn't, I remember that part. Didn't finish his show, but still played an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, sorry, I can't finish the show. They're shutting us down. Ugh. And yeah. you're like, oh, thank God. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he, he came on. And said, so we're sorry, you know, but the venue has promised that we can go past 2 a.m. And that's just not true. So, like, when <laughs> yeah, exactly. when 150 came, he was like, all right, our last song. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then everyone's like, like, thank God. Yeah, exactly. At that point, the crowd had already been to pretty much zero. Because in the beginning, everyone was like, yeah, glory. <laughs> but halfway through, they were like, all right, I'm good. And some people just started filtering out. And it was like, uh, okay. okay. By the time we left, it was really thin. You know? Oh, my gosh. Um. But, yeah, the reason uh, why Angela uh, is a guest is she's our one degree separation from Corey. She has Corey stories as she has hung out with Mr. Feldman yeah, I mean, himself I'm so in jealous. the day. Back Not, in the day. Back I mean, in the, day the when, heyday. When it was really. awesome when he to was, hang out yeah. with Corey Feldman. I think it was just about when the two Coreys were sort of peaking. Dream a little dream. Mm -hmm. You know, totally. that era. And then, then I really don't know what happened after that. It was brief but beautiful. When I was there, hanging out with them. Well, I, my theory is they uh, both Corey signed a deal with the devil for a famous career that ended in 1992. They're like, you can have this. Right. But it ends in 1992. That, and then it's all down. Because um, if you look at their whole thing, the last really good one came out in like 91, 92. And what was that? I think it was like Dream a Little Dream. That, that, that was in the late 80s, late 80s. I thought. There's another one. There was okay. one in yeah. like in 91 or 92. Then after that, Every movie they either did together or separately was a little rough. Right. And so that was always my theory. It was like, oh, they signed it here and had it all until this one point. Because then you, you start looking at their IMDb and then it just sort of falls apart. And you're just like, oh. Did they do a lot of movies together after that time or? Yes. They did the best Blown Away with uh, Nicole Eggert. 
Oh. Oh. Because okay. one of them was dating Nicole. Hager. I think maybe both at one point. I think both at one point. Uh, <laughs> uh, dream a little dream two. The yeah. best sequel, never. Um, <laughs> As a tagline. They, they did a couple things like sort of. It was never like build as like they sort of worked together, but it was never. Sometimes it was just a Corey Feldman project. Right. That Haim was in. I don't mm-hmm. know. So and then the next thing that really got them popular again was the two quarries. Um, right. Oh, the TV show. The TV reality air quotes. Ange. Yeah. Were you a fan before you met, or was it it just sort of happened? Because you used to you. Yeah. No, I was a fan because I loved. You know, all those like Stand By Me, sure. Lost Boys, absolutely, License to Drive. Oh, so good. Yeah, I liked all that stuff a lot. But it's because Ange uh, was one who used to come up in the L.A. area. Mm-hmm. She uh, not lived, uh, born and raised in Cal- uh, California, but not. Um, yeah, at that time we were living in Palm Springs area. So, yeah. you know, but you it was a two up, hour drive. Drive up for concerts, drive up for. Nightlife. Nightlife. You know. Ange's living the dream. Wow. Yeah, Hollywood. Because at that was the time there was nothing to do in Palm Springs. There was at, nothing to do. At that point, I think. There it, was maybe one mall. And it, it was basically, it was spring Couple break. movie theaters. Yeah. <laughs> it was spring break, a golf tournament. And Tennis then, tournaments. And 200 degrees in the summer. Yeah. Oof. So, so that, anything that to get it. out of that. Yeah. So, you know, the lure of the L.A. scene was definitely calling. And so, like, when you first met him. Were, Which I can't remember, sadly. Like, I was trying to think about this. About the first And meeting. I know it was in the late 80s probably and my friend Jackie uh had gone to high school with Michael Damien and John Stamos wow yeah and because of that somehow we ended up going to the um Michael Damien did that song rock on for dream a little dream and the music video somehow we ended up being extras in that through her connection to Michael Damien like I can't even remember how it happened but we ended up on set for a couple of days in Hollywood at what was the palace I think it maybe it's the Avalon now right and uh yeah there were just extras that we had to you know do reaction shots to Michael being on stage then the Corys were on stage and Meredith Salinger was on stage and it was like 12 hour days with the Corys so you you had a lot of Corey time. Had a lot of Corey time, yeah. And they were super sweet and friendly and fun and mingled with us, chatted with us, um, and we got a lot, a lot of photos with them. And then from there, somehow we ended up getting invited to the premiere of the movie, which was full on Hollywood teen scene. Sure. One of them was dating Alyssa Milano. And wow. I don't remember who. Just Corey. <coughs> Corey was dating. Corey was. Then, then One of the Corys, yeah. Just cover everything. Yeah. A Corey. But yeah, so it was just like this whole, yeah, we went to the premiere, we went to the party. Um, it was just big Hollywood week. It was wow. so fun. Yeah, so fun. That's great. But I don't remember <coughs> how it all happened. I guess it was all through Michael Damien. But Jackie knew this guy named Alfie Hoffman, who was really uh, ubiquitous on the Hollywood teen scene, and he ran the soda pop club or something with all of these <laughs> underage actors in Hollywood. I think it was at the Roosevelt hotel or adjacent to it. Everybody went to that and Jackie knew Alfie too somehow. And he got us into a lot of stuff, but then he's since been accused of um, all sorts of. Yeah. When you said underage. Yeah. The, the teens, oh yeah. If you, if you look him up, you'll see that there's I think quite a few accusations that's, against him. Not the name Corey revealed. Corey Feldman even revealed yeah. that. Yeah, but revealed at the time, it, yeah. it was like, Alfie's so awesome. You know, he can get us into all these places. And but what did, 
like now, like in retrospect, everything always sounds worse in retrospect. But it's like we're going to the soda pop club. Right. All it's, teens welcome. Right. right, and that's how it seemed. I, like it's so innocent sounding, I right? Know. And they had bands play, and everybody had like free candy and soda pop and dancing, and that was when all the actors were. No, I'm clean. In quotes, I don't right. do any of that. I hang out with the soda pop kids. I'm straight edge, and then right. you just realize they're just doing lines of coke the whole time. Not so much them, but them. <laughs> but, but you know, it's like it, it's it was just that persona of the not the brat pack because they would have been much younger. Because the brat pack, I mean, they it were was all, kind of a version, a younger version of that. But like more pop, like someone figured out a way to capitalize on it. Yeah, oh, let's open a club because it wasn't like the brat pack. But the funny thing is about them, they were all in their twenties. So yeah. you always think about them as like, oh, they were kids. And it's like, well, they were all in their 20s where the Corys were young. So they you were, have yeah. To have, and then hanging out with like an Alyssa Milano. and uh, Keith Coogan was around a lot. Um, who else was around? Uh, <laughs> Christian Slater. The first time I ever met oh. him was at the Dream a Little Dream <clears throat> premiere. With? With Polly Shore. Polly Shore. Yeah. It ties Man. in our whole podcast. Yes. Everything is just a big. Polly was on the scene a lot. I, we saw him quite a bit. Always very friendly, um, funny. Doing, doing that weasel thing all the time. Always, yeah. <laughs> some at some some version of it, depending on where we were. Yeah, th- that was always creeping through. But yeah, a lot of you know, like Growing Pains Kids and uh, what whatever else was on at that time. DiCaprio. All, I don't remember him. Okay. Yeah. Just, I'm just throwing. Names. Yeah, no, I I don't remember that. But that would have been a little later, though. Like DiCaprio would have been really young. Yeah, that's true. He wouldn't have been in the teen scene so much. Yeah. No, like that would have had to been. Oh, Drew maybe. Barrymore, too. That's another one who was around. She was dating Feldman. Oof. Yeah. That, Do you think she ever missed that? I want that? a window into that, that relationship. Yeah, they went to the Oscars together, I remember. So did you guys date? I don't know who that is. They did. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And we had gifted Corey Feldman this really, you know how he wore all the military gear oh, like oh Michael. Yeah, and yeah, sure. so we found this pin that we thought was so cool for him with rhinestones and a peace sign. And um, then he wore it to the Oscars. That was yours. That, that was, was your. That was us. So if you look at the photos, like you can go to Getty You'll and look see. at like Corey Feldman, yeah. Drew Barrymore. You that see was that. That pin Man. that uh, Ange gave. Do you have a, like a Corey photo album or a photo album of that time? I do. Somewhere? Yeah, we we did so much during those days. We were seat fillers for award shows. We did some other extra work. We went to tons of concerts. And then we went to see Corey Feldman perform at Knott's Berry Farm and Magic Mountain. Wow. Yeah. Were those two wildly different shows, or did he, like, bring it? He really brought it at the Magic Mountain one. It was a yeah. slightly bigger venue. Yeah, and he uh, phoned so it in at he was, he was really putting on a show there. In, in his full Michael impersonation mode. So he saved it up for yeah. Magic Mountain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The magic at Magic Mountain. Oh. But he didn't have his angels at that point. No. no he was angel free. In fact, gosh, I know there's photos somewhere, but I just can't remember the full band setup. You have to unearth those photos. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to look for those. Yeah. Follow but, us on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I, and I remember at Knott's, Corey Haim was there. Keith Coogan was there. Like, they all kind of traveled together. It was just a little, yeah, like a mini Brat Pack junior. Yeah, junior Brat Pack. Yeah. Because yeah. they were all 17 or something? Probably. I was in my late teens, and they weren't much younger, so yeah. Right. But did you see, like, uh, who was the, of the two Corys, which one was the easiest to hang out with? Haim. Oh. Really? That's a good yeah. question. Yeah. Feldman really? was more moody and had more of an 
like entitlement or something like he acted like he was more famous and a little he was a little less approachable oh. and Haim was just like ah oh, you know put his arm around you and it's so great to see you he was always really hyper hmm. so no. you know i don't know what that was about <laughs> if that was just his personality but that but soda pop sure he was, drinking he was just sugar? Re- let's, yeah let's, we'll call it sugar, sugar. okay yeah. his candy different supply from of, alfie different kind of sugar <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then did you Sugar. hang out with Alfie without the Corys or? Um, once or what, in a while what, because Alfie favorite? also was around at a lot of the concerts we went to. Oh. Okay. He was around a lot. He was backstage a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. He, I mean, luckily. <laughs> version and try to remember this it, everything right. was very PG with us. Okay. So okay. I don't have any bad stories personally about Alfie. Yeah. Because he got us into a lot of events and backstage areas and stuff but um yeah hearing about him now really helps me like kind of yeah oh that makes sense yeah so that's why he was there and there and there so but yeah so you felt like you like you didn't see any of the stuff i mean once again you know like open events it was just mostly watching Corey be michael was probably the weirdest thing yeah it was strange how all of a sudden he morphed into like you know this <laughs> this military wear right very michael i we didn't get it but whatever it's like oh that's his thing but it was like full on sometimes just the whole outfit had to toe it was just the whole military inspired yeah. michael look and then the dancing like i remember that in between takes at the um filming of the video he did a lot of that dancing like in between yeah was it cringy then no now to look no. back in retrospect because everybody loved michael then and yeah. it seemed so cool it's like oh he can do the moonwalk you know like he's cool he's got moves like michael but everybody was so young and it seemed so innocent so because it's i mean yeah i remember at that time i mean i didn't hang out with him i was watched everything from afar but i remember at the time i remember seeing i think dream a little dream in the theater and just going oh is this what he's doing now because he had that long hair that went over yeah. his face and then it was just the full michael dance thing but i mean at the time it seemed like it's like oh is this kind of what he's doing then he kept doing it but now in retrospect right. when you watch it it's kind of cringy and then even when he does it now it's a little cringy but i just don't know if it's of everything we know now like with the history of everything and all the stuff going on with michael and all stuff where you see it now and you're like yeah do you really want to still be doing that because it just never felt like he developed it into his own style even though he says he has Oh. You know, it's like, he's like, no, no, it's my interpretation of this. But then you watch it and you're like, that's everything. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I think it's, uh, at the time, I just didn't know. I guess you're caught up. You're there at the video shoot. There's Michael Damon. It's Rock On, which is an amazing cover. And then mm-hmm. they're there and you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah. And he starts dancing and moonwalking. It's like, yeah, Corey. Yeah, I mean, there must have been, you know, an ex- an exciting time i mean just to be it was sort of exciting like for you and me rob to be watching it from afar right but to actually be in it you know i mean it seems so exciting to come from like the john hughes movies then there was another group like the two court and you were coming off like either Mm -hmm. even if they weren't both in it but it's like lost boys was amazing uh, license to drive dream a little dream and then even Corey and uh that film in um the burbs like it was such a good time yeah to like have just these young people like around and even um like with meredith salinger was the night in life of jimmy reardon mm-hmm. with, uh, river, river phoenix, phoenix. Yeah. so it's like it just felt like this second wave of really like it was such a good time to be a young kid in the 80s 
Yeah, it was. I mean, like, I remember we'd see Keanu Reeves riding his motorcycle down Hollywood Boulevard. We were at an ATM with Alex Winter once, you know. So it's like these people were just kind of out doing their thing. Yeah. Pre-social media. Yeah. Pre-major paparazzi. I'm sure there's always people taking photos, but it's not. There were paparazzi always at events, Mm -hmm. you know, like, or if... If there was an event at a club or a premiere or whatever, there was always like a station of, of paparazzi guys and most of which we got to know, mm-hmm. you know, so they'd be like, oh, are you going to such and such after this? Oh, no. Where's that? <laughs> Can you give me that address? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was like a core group of, of paps that were just kind of designated areas at these certain events, but they weren't like chasing people down. Uh, and it, it, I, like, it just seemed so innocent then. Makes me kind of nostalgic for it <laughs> sure. well yeah because that was probably easier than you know because uh, now you would just see a photo someone would post a photo hey here's alex winter at the atm like even if it was on um uh their own phone and they posted on twitter where it's right like, then it just starts getting annoying where then it's just like everyone just lived their life and to the celebrity was such a different thing they were on this different level of celebrity like they were like the young stars probably not I guess Tom Hanks was young, but like he was like, you know, you had the, the more statesman celebrities mm-hmm. where people like these were still just kids in <clears throat> life in a yeah. new age of what was, you know, the, the powerhouse of kids, you know, yeah. it's like, the you know, you build this stuff on the back of the youth now, whereas before it was just like, I mean, like the bright cap, bright pack, they're, they're young. Mid-20s. Yeah. High schoolers. Mid-20s. You know, John Travolta was 30 when he was in Greece or whatever. Right. So it's such a different Mm -hmm. thing now. And now everything is like, you're 16 and now the weight of the world is on your shoulders. And it wasn't flashy. Um, I remember Corey Feldman drove a BMW, but it wasn't like a flashy brand new model. And I remember we gave rides to some of these kids. They didn't even have cars, some of them. Yeah. You know? (laughs) <laughs> and they weren't like all blinged out, you know, because they had to be. And it just seemed like a healthier way of being then. Yeah. It just wasn't, there wasn't this flash going hand in hand with the celebrity at that time. Yeah. Kanye wearing his, you know, thousand dollar <laughs> Yeezys with, you know. Right. Or everyone having, it's like, no, I have this, uh, my Levi's on that I've had for five years. Yeah. I put on my t-shirt, you know, that I got, maybe got it free, if not. You know, got it. You know, Gemco or something, some sort, of, <laughs> some sort of defunct store now or something. Because I mean, it's funny because even now, like a like a Will Wheaton will post old photos from like Teen Beat or something. Yeah, and he goes, "Look how uncomfortable I am." Like, because he always hated all of that stuff. But from what he said now, but like you see how they're dressed in that, it literally looks like they showed up. I remember meeting him too, and he was wearing a tragic outfit <laughs> because I have the photographic right evidence but okay, didn't he have like three swatches on or yeah something? Like three and like this <laughs> like a tweed you know trench coat and like you know baggy jeans and the whole thing of course then it was like oh he's cool he probably got that at thrift shop you know how how cool is will yeah but now it's like oh what were we all wearing but again I it was know. just like so like if you went to the thrift store that was pretty cool very yeah. molly ringwald you know of that era just kind of put your outfit together and people didn't have stylus right god no it's but it's funny how you can just look at something look at a movie look at i mean now too it it happens because now i'm just like yeah i'm not wearing that yeah what are you wearing like yeah i'm ever more of a discerning you know eye when it comes to that thing but when you're a kid 
and you look up to who's ever on screen and you look at what they're wearing, yep. you immediately want it. You immediately yeah. like, I'm going to have four or five swatches. I think. Yep. I, I probably I was, went out and bought several more because like everybody did that. Thing where like swatches were a thing, but then it was about wearing two to three. And it's like, yeah. why? I think I, 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 didn't go far, I didn't go far it's to do multiple. <laughs> I think I wanted one and then yeah. saw how much they cost, which now is like not much. But for, for a kid, it was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, maybe one. And I don't know any of my friends who had more than one, but I remember the the swatch. I was like, oh, I got to have that watch. Yep. And then when you have your trench coat and then you, you, you pull the thing back and it's like four or five and it's it, – even as a kid, I was like, "What? Why? Are you selling them now?" Like, I mean, it's like, "I'll buy one," but yeah. Unless Swatch wants to promote the show, and then we'll wear five. We love Swatch. I, I, Absolutely, I will wear five love of Swatch. them and yeah. get photos wearing all five of them right now. But so, when was like the last time that you remember seeing? The Gosh, felt? I know. I was trying to think. Um, was after the deal with the devil went up? Oh, that was it. He just disappeared. <laughs> it was after all of that kind of had died down. The the two Corys, uh, I ran into Corey Feldman at Dan Tana's restaurant in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And he was really friendly, happy to see. I was with Jackie, and he was happy to see us. And that's like the last time I remember actually talking to him and interacting mm-hmm. with him. Because you and I saw him, but we didn't talk to him. It's been too long. When did we at see At that him? 80s concert a couple oh. of years ago at the Forum or the, yeah. or Staples. <laughs> or, uh, that was 2016. Yes. Oh, not, nice. not of course. Oh. And we had really good seats, and he was a couple of rows ahead of us, but he kept leaving his seat. Oh. Like and he had an angel or his wife. His or, wife. Uh, soon to be uh, wife slash angel. Okay. I want to, and I think what it was is I would have I, – I have no qualms going up to anyone, sure. really, to talk to him. But it was just the fact that he was sort of trying to make a scene that he was Corey Feldman. Yeah. His mm-hmm. 80s show. So it was kind of like, yeah, I, I'm good. Because he had like yeah. a gold lame jumpsuit on or something with like red like i remember it was like there was red involved there was a lot yeah. of gold and red yeah yeah and he might have been wearing his sunglasses like the really really dark ones yeah and like he would come in he would watch you know i think lover boy was on he'd be tweeting or something then he'd walk away then he'd come back 20 minutes later for something else then walk away and come back and it was like oh my god dude it, this is just try to enjoy this show. yeah i mean but that yeah that i forgot about that yeah, yeah. it was so much gold and red it's like what are you doing it was almost like the outfit he wore on that morning show, that oh yeah, 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 the hood, right? It was almost Similar. at that level yeah, of yeah. Uh, gold. Wow. So, so that's that weird thing because you kept doing what you were doing, going, you know, coming up to Hollywood and doing all that stuff. But it was it weird all of a sudden. It was like, what was the next shift then after that in the Hollywood scene? Like when you were coming, I mean, or did you go full on music? Uh, yeah, probably leaning more towards music and going to concerts. I don't know how. I mean, we just kind of ended up getting all involved in that scene i think just because jackie's connection to michael damien and john stamos because we went to see full house um recorded in front of a live studio audience as well wow Wow. so that was fun amazing yes old school (laughs) stamos um what would be the next the only other teen scene i remember after that was the emergence of like the boy bands and new kids on the block oh okay debbie gibson tiffany which we kind of hung out with that crowd too, but then I was much more into like K rock music at that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, K rock is a local LA station. If anyone outside of yeah, uh, LA new wave, listening. you know, which There's I'd already been into, station, but yeah, right. <clears throat> definitely the K rock scene was 
more enticing at that point. Than, than Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, yeah. and, yeah. and uh, the like. Yeah. I feel like K-Rock probably had to play Debbie Gibson. I don't think once. so. No. Yeah, no. No. They, they definitely. <laughs> well, no. Like, she had like a pop hit, though, uh, Tiffany. I feel like that would have been. Nope, that no. wouldn't have been on K-Rock. No. no. I think, and she knows I think that she's putting the foot down. Don't think, you agree? I think no we're way. all now. No. No. Unless it was remixed by, you know, The Cure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have that version. But now it's like, I'm sure they would play it now more as in a, like, a rec- retrospective than anything. Oh, this is hilarious. Remember when we all listened to this? Maybe. Right. But so with the Corys and everything, is it weird to think of where... I mean, sadly, what happened with that? Hey, did you see, like, that path? Did you think they were just going to keep growing? Or did you feel, not the last time you saw them, like, when you were in the mix, like, with anything, when you're in the mix, you're like, this is going to last forever. We yeah. Are, I'm going to be here every year at some movie. For sure. Here. Or did you feel like, nah, like, I'm growing out of the Corys? Yeah, I, I, my interest changed. Right. And then I kind of didn't really keep up with what they were doing. Right. Well, I think a lot of acting the movies wise, just sort of... It didn't seem like they had wide releases. Yeah. And then so. if not, then that was literally, I mean, when their career sort of shifted was the direct-to-video market, which sort of started happening in the late 80s. But then all of a sudden, it's like, we can't find anyone here. Hey, it's at, well, not at the, I mean, the time, it would have been something else, but Blockbuster, for the most part. For yeah. Words, it's all of a sudden, you'd be walking on Blockbuster the way you almost flip around Amazon now going, what's that? Right. Bruce Willis is in a film, which I had to explain to Ange that he's done a thousand films, but they all just sort of go to Amazon Prime now. I did not know this. Yeah, She's like, oh, he chooses his roles. No, no, no. He'll do everything. <laughs> you only see a few that actually go into the theater, which would have been like uh, Glass, which would have been the last right. one, and then one other one. But in between that, he is in so many films. He's got bills to pay. Yeah. Kids to support. He's got a lot of kids to support. Yeah. Like seven. Although they all do something. I don't know how much he has to support right. the kids now. Like, I think they're Well, I don't. Wrong. Doesn't he have some little kids too from. Oh, right. He's been post like Demi. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look him up. His age is like five. It's like, we'll have to. Oh. We'll research that and research the uh, the Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, we'll yeah, the direct video market, I think, really sort of helped people keep working. I think that's the thing. Like we talked about before, we have a thousand. Uh, streams of content to watch a million different things and but then at the time because it, it you either worked and hoped you got a movie now it's like oh my god i'm sorry my phone and that's cory stop talking yeah. about me <laughs> yeah or i'll come over and dance uh, or i won't do i'll, I'll come over anyway and dance. Yeah, i'll come over anyways <laughs> i won't be in your dancing uh mayor uh, show but i think at that time that really helped a lot of people the people's whose careers were sort of tipping down because like you, you look at those uh, cons that we talked about before it's like a lot of those people had the one thing and couldn't get anything else mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's like someone's willing to pay you scale or maybe above scale and it's like look it's going direct to video or it's going to germany pay the bills yep. like i feel like that's actually opened up right something more than that didn't exist at the time like those brat packers had to work it like oh god i really have to think about my next movie right you know it's like if I choose the next wrong one, that's it. No one's ever going to hire me again, which is such a weird concept or whatever. So it's like they, they really had to like structure their career. And then you had this next wave of team, which would have been, I don't even know. I'm sure there was a term for the Corys and Keith Coogan and all those people because some of them had the same thing. They had a couple hits and then boom, disappeared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't out of like, yeah, I don't want to act anymore. It was can't get a job so then yeah you, you have to either swallow your pride and take you know you're blown away with nicole eggert or you're 
um, 6,000 other movies that Corey did, like that dirt bike movie we watched, which was awesome, <laughs> where he was also a karate guy. Mm-hmm. So it was like of course. The, it, was, it was the best movie ever. Mm. It was amazing. It was, <clears throat> it was everything you thought it would be, you know, from the first frame. You, you kind of know <laughs> you what's, yeah. what's going on in this movie. I mean, you know what to get. You don't know what's going on, but you know, okay, I think I know what I'm in for. Yeah. So, yeah. You okay. know, I mean, he was the tough kid that was also into karate. But, like, the main kid who we were supposed to be on his side, we never really saw. No. Like, he wasn't even, like, the main focus. Like, so the Daniel LaRusso of right. this karate one was the fourth build right. and sort of the sea story where it was like, wait, I thought I'm supposed to be on this guy's side. And then didn't that, didn't it end on like a, a track and field thing at a school. And then there was a dirt bike and the kid kicked Corey off the dirt bike. And then it was like credits or something like something that. Something like, like that. I mean, it was, it was one really... of those things where we were all like, I think we were watching it and Zach was like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. Like, I have no idea. Cause they were also in high school, but also what year was this? Ooh, this was like the 92. Yeah. Okay. So this okay. was like the one where it was. But like, it looked like it was shot in like eighty six. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. I remember we were watching it going, ooh, a ninety it was ninety three, I think. Ninety three or ninety four. And we're like, wait, did this get shelled? Yeah. Because Corey did look older. He did. But it also was like, is this eighty six? The way it was sh- yeah, it was just... It was like a TV movie, but with lofty ideas. I don't know. And that was the one where they actually shot at the place you shot your short film we had talked about. Oh right, right, right. You were like, Hey, I shot there. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, We're all connected to Corey. I think <laughs> it's like there's no more the six degrees you... of Kevin Bacon, it's just six degrees. I think you need Feldman. to just ask Corey to be on this podcast. I think he'll be on it. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to him first. We got to get to uh, Mark Panera, yeah, uh, Jeff Kirkendall. These are the Pennsylvania people. I that okay. you watch that. I watch the, all the films. Okay, giants of cinema. Okay, giants of cinema. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Then they'll for sure come on. They'll yeah. definitely <laughs> come on. They'll come on, and then once we get them, then we'll be Corey. And then then you just that. slide That's Corey the, right the, in there. They're the gateway. Okay, the, the gateway. To, to, all to right, Corey. all right. They're the uh, Alfie. To the core. The Michael Damien to the Michael (laughs) Damien, John Stamos to the. uh, Okay. It's just so funny because didn't you have a a story where it was uh, Meredith Salinger's parents were around? Didn't we talk about this already? Not on pod. I thought we did. That wouldn't. Oh, maybe you were off. You maybe you're on the couch or something that they wouldn't let her around the Corys. Yeah, I mean, her mom was really protective. She was maybe even a little bit younger. And she seemed really sweet and mm. kind of innocent. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, her mom, I remember, kind of hovered and sort of pulled her away, in, you know, when they weren't performing. Right. So, but yeah, I, I I noticed that both of the Corys seemed to be vying for her affection. So it seemed like there was a little rivalry mm-hmm. going on there. I don't know who or if either of them actually dated her, but um, you could tell they were both crushing on her pretty hard. Yeah. And she was adorable, of course. <clears throat> Why not? And I guess, too, because I don't know how much of these people were actually dating anyways, because it's like, oh, Drew Barrymore and Corey Feldman went to the Oscars, and then all of a sudden... Well, then I remember Corey did have this really tall, blonde girlfriend, um, Haim, Lala. Lala. Yeah. Hmm. She was. some of those movies. Yeah, yeah. she was around for a while, too, and she was like a model, taller than him, and they were together for a while. But you never, like, I mean, that's the thing. Do you feel like you were like you you never saw anything bad? And it's not that's not the whole point of like oh no. God, we're gonna get down to the bottom of this no. story story. Yeah. It's just sort of they lived a public probably life and a personal life. Yeah, you know it's not like now where I think I mean everything's but then you sort of seem like oh it's all in the open. But I'm sure because they were young they probably had to keep their 
private stuff very private yeah. especially i mean if it is some of the stuff with like the drugs and stuff and i never saw any of that so it was like i said it was very pg when i was around and it's so funny because when you look at uh, some some of the photos Anch has like you know with uh, christian slater and Polly shore and you know even the, the Corys and everything everyone just seems so regular yeah that's like, what i'm saying which is so funny because now like you see everyone everyone like you said you have to be put together mm-hmm. it's like with all right, the stylist i'm going to, i'm going to the atm unless you're keanu reese he doesn't care like he just shows up right. barefoot. What? <laughs> um, but it, it's funny. Like you look at some of your photos, and they look like they would be your classmates. Like, yeah. Who's that? Oh, that's Christian Slater. It is because you know, yeah. just like a jean yeah. jacket, right. messy hair. But at a party, like a this is a movie party, and it's just sort of what I wore my jean jacket. You know, it's not like now even it's like no, I'm dressing down. It's right. still going to like you're going to look at a photo now and go. That's the celebrity, or mm-hmm. oh, who's the movie star you're with? You know, it would definitely seem like you're. With oh, someone. for sure, yeah. Whereas then it was just like, well, other than like Polly Shore, who's going to stick out because he had like the headband and the wheeze gear and the long. Clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, wheeze the wheeze gear. I like that. Uh, yeah, he had like paisley shirts and. So like he's going to stick tie-dye. out, it's like, or it's like who's who's the rocker guy? Like who's the guy that's in the band or something? Right, but. You look at those photos and how people had such a different vibe then. Like, totally, it was just like, "Look, I got my eight swatches on." Was, I know. Yeah, I was, that was thinking. That's the only thing they conscientiously did. Hold on. There was a night we were at the China Club, which doesn't exist anymore either. And in one night, I think we met Julian Lennon, Rick James, <laughs> uh, Nick Cage. Oh my god! Uh, that Dale Midkiff guy mm-hmm. who was with Rick James. He had played Elvis at that point. Right. And Rob and Chad Lowe. Really? Like yeah. at the same... At all, the at, all at this China Club. And wow. and Bobby Brown. And Bobby... Really? Yeah. So this is an interesting mix. It's like a word salad you just this said. Is... <laughs> it's like, yes, you just listed names. Like I just pulled names out of a hat. A mix, that mix of people were... Isn't that wow. funny? That's yeah. That's crazy. Like it, it was crazy. I saw Julian Lennon. Interesting. Chad and Rob Cool. Rick James, wait, hold on, go back. <laughs> Why Rick, is Rick James? I don't know. And with that guy, Dale Midkiff, I don't. They we're, were best friends. Are you? Yeah. And Nick Cage, which you've seen the photographic yeah. evidence of. Nick Cage. Yeah. Like, I mean, he, like, yeah. He yeah. He couldn't uh, keep his eyes open. What's a photo? <gasps> yeah. And it's like, literally like you startled him with the idea that you could photograph, and he probably was like, "You stole my soul." <laughs> <laughs> was he? Was he high energy? No. Okay. <laughs> no, not not then. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see him much. Maybe maybe one other time. But yeah. Yeah. He was. It was. He was kind of intimidating because he was like so actory. Sure. Yeah. And to and, his lineage. Too. Yeah, like, the Coppolas. Right. Yeah. It's like, ooh, you know that guy's. You know, we don't want to talk to him. Like he was like approachable, but only in like that kind of arena. Like, oh, we're at a club. Like it seems okay. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. I was just. I just went up to everybody. Nobody really made me that nervous. At that point, I was like, oh, my God, there's so-and-so. Let's just go talk to them. What was the China Club like? What was what was the China Club? Um, it was, I think they had one in London, and the one in Hollywood was sort of near the Palladium. Mm-hmm. That was a little bit fancier than, you know, than, like, hanging out with all these teeny boppers. Uh, I don't even know how we got in there because we weren't of age. 
so I don't no even. Cared. I don't know. I don't Welcome remember. To the 90s, everyone, no one so, cares. Somebody but got I was, you in, or? I guess. Yeah, somebody must have got. It's probably Michael Damien. Yeah, Michael Damien. <laughs> just just drop his name. You know, drop his name. Their name. Them. John Stamos was the doorman. Yeah. <laughs> they played great music. It was really dark, uh, packed all the time. You had to like wait in line. You know that whole thing with the bouncers and somehow get in. I must have had a fake ID. How could I get in there? Yeah, I don't know. But I do remember the one night Bobby Brown wanted me to go back to his hotel room with him. Really? And I said no at the last moment good before I got in that limo. I was like, this doesn't seem like a good idea. Oh, it almost <laughs> happened. Yeah, almost. I was right by that well, car. The oh. best part about that, it's not at that moment. It's at the car. It's I like, was like, come back. All right. Yeah. Get yeah. to the car. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. So what? would have happened had you got in the car i you don't know that know. sort of alternate that's yeah. the sliding doors scenario like the You're alternate the Houston. you could exactly. have been yes oh it could have gone talent. crazy yeah. you could have been the, the bodyguard would have happened yeah and... but i didn't say no no that's all that as long as you got with bobby you would have been in the, <laughs> you in the bodyguard yeah for some no so that didn't happen but that was that that sort of gives you an idea of the mix of people like it was a really interesting mix of people hanging at the china club which was totally happening for a while and then that was it then it wasn't wow that's amazing rick james what was he doing what was he doing there was he just like in a partying a tight james bitch (laughs) i mean i think yeah i just remember (laughs) bottle of champagne in each hand yeah the hair the you know unbuttoned (laughs) shirt and just you know leather type form-fitting outfits We'll have to find the, the photos. Oh, definitely got to find that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rick James. Rick just open. Rick James, bitch. You know, <laughs> that's all I can think of. That's all he says. <laughs> <laughs> Rick James, bitch. <laughs> yeah. But Bobby Brown. So what, that was been Bobby during um, Every Little Step. Every Little Step in. Um, I guess so. More prerogative, all that. Yeah, it must have been. What was the. It was in New Edition, right? He was. Yeah. So it was after that. And he yeah, was when he went solo, his, yeah. new, his first solo was the Every Little Step, yes. big, his big album. So yeah, he was set definitely solo. It was really popular. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, did, did, was, that, was that his line? It's like, hey, Every Little Step, back no, to my hotel. No, no. <laughs> he just uses his, his song You titles. know what my prerogative is? To get you back <laughs> to my hotel. <laughs> you could be my tenderoni? I don't oh, know. Oh, <laughs> That would have been the best way. Like, he just wears his song titles and just pick up and I'm like, all right. Oh, God. Because that's almost how I picture everyone. You know what my little dream, the little dream is? Back to my hotel. Oh, I remember. We heard of, I don't know even how, how, how we heard about this. Corey Feldman was selling hats out of the back of his car that were like the ones he wore in Dream a Little Dream, right? Oh, right. What was that? But how did we even hear about that? I thought it was a story you told me. Oh. Did someone tell. Okay, so he was. Th- to make ends meet. I think he was at one of those autograph things. Yeah. And he sold the hat that he wore in Dream a Little Dream. The hat. The yeah. hat he wore. Oh. But then that. went to his trunk to get another hat that he wore in Dream a Little Dream. It was, that was something, it was vague story. But the, there were several instances where he had the hat. But he had a trunk full of the hat. But these, obviously, you know, you have doubles when you do wardrobe. So these were just... He wore them, but he these were have, the doubles. Yeah. These weren't. And by doubles, he had a trunk full of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, was he on set going, well, at that time, you, you're doing Dream Little Dream, you're on the Corey High. Like, I mean, if you're the Corys, at that point, you've already had Lost Boys. You're, you're on this trajectory. You're probably not thinking, I should keep some of these hats. I might have to sell them. So he probably never even kept, maybe he kept one. 
but the idea that no, these are one of a kind. Clink clink. Right. Hey, I found another one. But at the time, like. There's no social media, so if you're going to these conventions, yeah, you're not sitting there you're going, not going, oh my god, somebody. I bought the original, or I bought one of the hats used in the thing, and you're not sitting there going, looking on Instagram, going, wait, there's 50 other people that have the hat from this. Right. So, I think you could probably get away with a little mm-hmm. more, and this was, I don't remember when the story, like, I we heard either. the story, and I was like, this is the best story I've ever heard. Because it was, it was in like, the late 90s, maybe. Because it is Mid that thing of, like 90s. we talked about with these cons and how, you know, you have to sell. But, I mean, you're selling your autographs and stuff like that and on these headshots. And, like, I remember one time we were up at the Burbank one. And I might have told it on the pod, too, where we were walking. We didn't go to it. We were there for some other reason. And then but you and then see. we realized, oh, there's a con going on. Yeah, we were there for some other reason, and it was, like, at a Hilton. But it know? was sad because it, we were watching everybody file into it, like, all of the talent Right. And, Barry, and like Barry Williams was carrying his own box of And he winked shots. at me and I was like, Oh, Greg Brady winked at me. And it was like <laughs> and it was at the time it was like But he was hauling in all of his own stuff. And I think that's what it is. And it's like obviously if you're doing that uh, now you have people because now they like we've talked about, now there's something different. You know, you have the Norman Reedises and you have Oh, it's a whole like, other you of, like you have people scene. doing it as a side hustle. Yeah. But right. it was just this was that moment where you're like, Oh cool, it's Greg Brady. Then it was like, Oh, 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 oh. And then you just sort of like, now I feel sad. I don't know what to do with him. Should I, do I tip him? Like I wasn't, we weren't even going. We weren't even going. You wanted to throw him some money. Here? Well, who was the one who had like a, (laughs) he was pulling a wagon and and he had all of his headshots in the wagon. An an older actor. It was like, it wasn't a Greg Brady. It was maybe someone a little older. Yeah. And I'm going to say Alan Young, but it wasn't Alan Young. Alan Young who did the voice of, or who was on Mr. Ed. And did the voice yeah, it wasn't Alan. It wasn't, but it was someone like, of uh, maybe like a, a, a Jerry Mathers or something, mm-hmm. where it was just like who played the the, 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 the beaver. Guys, don't even leave it to guys, beaver. It was old. If you don't understand the reference, it's old. But it was that thing of like, oh, these people are have to. I mean, once again, people have to make ends meet. We talked about it. Now there's cameo, and it's okay to do it, I guess. Yeah. Um, cameo. And what do you think? The band okay. or? Yeah, word <laughs> um, word so you met him. Uh, you met the Corys, and we could probably do another Corey stories when we all go to the concert. Okay. Whenever he all right. Again. Yeah. But what do you think of uh, being someone who grew up and did a lot of this stuff, and not even like out of state? Like you met a lot of these people. You you hung out with them in a in a weird light. Not like you were there for that. You were just there to get out. It's like, hey, I'm I'm growing up. I'm going to going to the soda pop club. I'm going to the China club or right. whatever. What do you think of cameo? As the idea, like the the celebrity thing, like you send them money and just how go, much are you paying for it? It varies. Each person's a little different. They they set their own rates. They set their own rate. I think a couple of the YouTube influencers are like five bucks. Right. And then uh, then I think there's a I think Feldman's one twenty two. Last time I checked, and then you just basically go, hey, I want you send it to someone though. So you would be sending it to like me or something, and it's like, oh, I want you to congratulate. My husband, right? You guys sort of write a speech for them or keywords and go, I want you to congratulate him on uh, his interview. We'll tie it back together before we wrap it up. Tie it up to my interview from the, the beginning of the pod. So then I would get a text and it would be like, Hey, man. Hey, Robert. This is Corey Feldman. Congratulations. I don't know why the voice is like that. It does sound anything like that. Congratulations on your interview. Good luck, man. And then that's it. What do I think about that? No. Who? What was my um, answering machine message when you met me? Angie's answering oh, machine message was uh, was Adam Ant. So what really? do you think I'm going to say? Yes, but 
You didn't pay for adamantium. Gosh, no. Like you, we used to ask. We my friend had a little tape recorder. Tape recorder and a film camera is how it was. you traveled with that. My friend had all the all the equipment. Really, the good camera. She was recording concerts, and sometimes it was ugly like oh. we would get thrown out of places like bootlegging it, it wasn't my thing she was a total bootlegger but but we she all just what's happening and we know that that's yeah not a good she thing. started um asking people oh hey could you record my answering machine message so if she was doing it i was like oh could you do it for me too so yeah when i met rob uh my roommate and i had met adamant and he recorded our it was, our, it was pretty genius. We'll have to play it if we yeah. can find it. We'll, if we we'll can, have... it's somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's fine. It was like, hey, this is that a man? Uh, if that person means something to you somehow in your right. world, like that's a pretty I, cool thing. Once again, I think totally. that was our whole thing. Is I have nothing against the cameo, but yeah. is it weird the way you had to do it? Now you literally go on the internet, going, oh, cool, I can have so and so leave me a message. It's very convenient. Yeah. <laughs> You don't, have to, you don't have to lug any gear around. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. Right. If you're going to go to a con and pay 75 bucks for an autograph and a photo, yes. might as well get their voice yeah. recorded and personalized for you. I get, Because for the most part, a lot of people don't have the luxury we have of being in L.A. Right. We see and, people all the time. Yeah, I, and I think that's what it is. It's like I saw Josh Groban at Whole Foods. Was he was he singing? Oh yeah, he's just like Josh Groban. Shut up! I'm trying to pick some oranges out. Um, oranges. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, quit following me around, Josh. Hey Josh, could you do my voicemail message? Yeah. And that's what it's like in LA. They just follow you around. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, Josh Groban. Yeah, please. I'm shopping here. So it's uh, yeah, I think that's um. But if you're living in Omaha, you don't have access to what we see and right. have um, out here. Then right. You're not going to see Josh Gorbin at Whole Foods. No, not likely. Not likely. So Unless he's to... coming through town doing a show. But... And then in Cameo. Hey, and Orange. It's like, oh, why are you seeing everything? <laughs> oh, what? It's like John said, John, Orange. yeah. I love it. John, who would you have do a message? Uh, James Earl Jones. I mean, that's my, oh, well, actual, that's my actual dream to have him do my outgoing message. And okay. I think he gets asked that all the time. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sure. Um, this is iconic. But uh, definitely. All right. So if you him wanted, or Billy D. Williams. Also classic. Yeah. I think you could almost work it in because there is a chance you could end up working with something and need to bring them in for ADR and then go, hey, we have a couple lines and then just have your audio guy cut it together. Yeah. Like just go... <laughs> Uh, Piece just, it together. Uh, just uh, on this one, we need you to do a thank you for calling, right? And this one, uh, John, they just want something in the background, and mm. then have your guy right. together, <laughs> where it's like, uh, thank you for calling, John. And you're like, oh my god, it worked. Right. Or just ask him. Like, uh, I remember getting uh, Tom Kenny, the SpongeBob mm -hmm. voice, uh, to do a, a little thing for my nephew. Oh, that's you awesome. Did? Um, yeah. Uh, oh, that's so he awesome. did it for him for his uh, birthday, and. So I was thinking, hey, Tom, can you do Because he's such a nice guy. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I, I get this all the time. Sure. So I expected him to go into the booth, just say, hey, Caden, happy birthday. And he he goes, all right, so what's what's the mom's name? He's got a brother. Okay. His dad He's a brother. Okay. And uh, does he have any siblings? Okay. Yeah. What's her name? Okay. He goes, okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So... And then he gets in the voice, right. and then he goes into other characters, and he's like, and your mom this, and your dad, and it was like the, this whole thing. 
Because my nephew was just nuts about SpongeBob at the time. Oh my gosh! Were you like the hero? Yeah, and I sent it to them, sent the file to them, and they played it. You know, and he's like eyes wide open. And then you know, years later, I'm like, "Hey, I did this for you." He's like, "What? You did? What, oh. what was it?" So you know, he was very young, but um, yeah, he was really, really into it, and like made it his own. And you know, um, it that was is great. Cool. Um, so cool. So like, I think these. Like if they're in a session or something, and mm-hmm. hey, can you do? Uh, you've reached John at you know just yeah. sort of Billy really Go Forty Five. Like why are you putting that? This is it's not a like commercial. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> Lando Calrissian. Okay. okay. All right, just say your name. I'll, I'll be okay with it's it. Like, it's Lando Calrissian. He's like, all right, I'm down with that. Sure. <laughs> all right. Well, we're we're gonna about to wrap it up. Things we learned is the Corys are good people. Good people. In the late 80s, early 90s. Yes. Um, we have to preface it with that. Yeah. Uh, my wife almost slept with Bobby Brown. This is weird. Uh, that is the title. Uh, episode, episode so named. Yeah, episode so named. Um, that or Weezwear. 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 So, yeah, the, Corey's a good guy. Come on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Come, so on, come on, Corey. Corey. What do you got to lose? We'll let you dance, you know? Yeah. We'll you can video it. We'll, we wear will, your we hats. Will. We'll put it up on YouTube if you want. Yeah. Yep. We'll, we'll, we got snacks. We'll, we'll auction off one of your original hats. Yes. And air quotes. Yep. Original. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for our special guest, Angela. Yes, she, thank you so much thank for coming Thank you. On. Thanks, guys. Uh, she will be making an appearance again. Corey Stories Part 4. Yeah. Oh, no. Signing uh, headshots. <laughs> yes. And if you want her cameo, it's Angela at Cameo. Word up. <laughs> this uh oh yeah instagram twitter like follow subscribe yeah everything all those uh, yes this has been post-apocalyptic rob this is john take it easy